Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. I am the one, yes, I created the whole universe. Greater than anything in heaven and in all the earth. It's my air you breathe, so I'm the one that you should please. And I am the one you need, why should you be alone? I am that I am, I'm all that you need. I can, yes I can, no it ain't too hard for me. Do you know, really know, do you really believe? Every day, every night of my life, I am. It hurts my heart indeed to see those who I love and need. Knowing all I know, I wonder why they never call on me. If you just ask and I can satisfy you with those things, and I give you everything, yes, you can have it all. I tell the sun to rise, the wind to blow, the rain to fall. I move the mountains and the oceans, rivers, great and small. Yes, you can have everything you need. I will give it to you. I am the one you need. Yes, you can have it all. I am that I am. I'm all that you need. I can. Yes, I can. No, it ain't too hard for me. Do you know, really know? Do you really believe? Every day, every night of my life, I am, I am, I am, I'm all that you need, all that you need, yes I can, no it ain't too hard for me, do you know, really know, do you really believe, every day, every night of my life, I am, I am, that I am, I'm all that you need. I can, yes I can, no it ain't too hard for me. Do you know, really know, do you really believe? Every day, every night of my life, I am. I am that I am, I'm all that you need. I can, yes I can, no it ain't too hard for me. Do you know, really know, do you really believe? Every day, every night of my life, I am. Thank you, Lord. I am all that you Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I am. For being the great I am that I am. Yes, Lord. Amen. Whatever you need him to be. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I am. Amen. Amen. He's water. 
in dry places and bread in the starving land. He's all that we need for him to be. Amen. The Lord God Almighty. Amen. When Abraham had received, I mean, when Moses had received his commission from God to go down into Egypt and to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, Abraham asked God the question. He said, who shall I say sent me? He said, you just tell him that I am, that I am. That's who sent you. And everything that you need me to be when you go down into the Egypt land, I will be that. Amen. He preached the word unto, unto Pharaoh until the people of God was set free. Amen. Because he became all that Moses needed him to be, to prove himself to Pharaoh, who was God. And beside him, there was no other God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for being God all by yourself. Amen. And people need to realize that God don't need help being God. Perfect at what he do. Perfect God. Perfect man. Amen. He don't need our help. All he need us to have, faith. That's all he need from us is faith. Amen. Have faith. In God. Amen. We thank God for those who have assembled in the house of prayer on today, as well as those who may have called in to listen to our broadcast. We thank God for one and all. Amen. Our message on today will be coming from the 22nd chapter of the book of Genesis. The book of beginning, Genesis. Everything we deal with, everything we go through, it all started here in the book of of beginning. Amen. If you're in anything, it has to have an origin. It has to have a beginning. Amen. If you have a fever, they don't treat the fever. They, try, they, they treat the cause of the fever. It have an origin. It have a beginning. Amen. And, and, and there's sometimes when we get so far up the road, sometimes we have to start over. Just go back to the beginning when you first met the Lord. Amen. You'll find out that he's still God, and he's still good. Genesis chapter 22, and we begin reading from verse number 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and claimed the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass. I and the lad will go yonder and worship. 
and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. They went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire in the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said unto, and Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Amen. We like to speak for a little while from the subject, the sacrifice of giving. The sacrifice of giving. Our Father and our God, once again, we give thanks to you for allowing us to assemble once again in your name. We come, Lord, to lift you up, for you say if you be lifted up, that all men will be drawn unto you. And, Father, we pray that our living would not be in vain, that whatever we do, Lord, in your name, that someone might be saved. Someone will be drawn unto you as we lift up the name of Jesus. And for it, Master, we'll give your name the praise, the glory, and all the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. The sacrifice of giving. Amen. We sing all the time that you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. Because the more you give, the more he'll give to you. So keep on giving. But the psalmist say, I know that it's true, that the more you give, the more he'll give back to you. We don't have enough to give to God to beat him in what he gives back to us. Nothing we can do can outdo God giving. Abraham, the father of the faithful. Abraham was the origin, the progenitor of faith. If you ever want to learn or have a class on faithfulness, then follow the life of Abraham. Abraham was called out by God. Abraham's father was an idol worshiper. And God called Abraham from among that mess out from his kindred, out from his father's house. And the Bible says that Abraham walked out by faith just on God's word. And for it, God told him that he would bless him and make him a father of many nations. And that in his seed, all nations will be blessed. These are the promises that God gave to Abraham. Knowing that his wife, Sarah, was barren, 
could not produce, could not bring forth. But yet he believed and trusted God for his word's sake. In every instant that God brought Abraham to, he held on to the promises of God. Can you imagine each day, each week, each month, each year that passed by, not seeing the word of God come to fruition in his life, but yet he still held on to the word that God gave him. The Bible says God is not like man that he should lie or like the son of man that he should have to repent. He said, when I sent forth my word, it would not return to me void, but it accomplished what I sent it out to do. And so you have to understand, my sisters and brothers, that when God gave you a word and you grab a hold of that word, regardless to how things may look in your life and how bad it may seem, hold on to the word of God. Because if that's the word that God gave you, hold on to it. Sooner or later, God's going to bring that word to pass. Because God is no shorter than his word. The psalmist says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk. And not faint. Learn how to wait upon God if he didn't give you a word. Wait on him. And surely he'll bring it to pass at the time and season in your life that he knows that you can handle it. Sometimes when we get a word, we want, we want it to come to pass right now. But God is only saying to you that you're not ready for it right now. He is preparing you. He's getting you ready for it to come to fruition in your life. So learn how to wait on the Lord. Learn how to wait. Amen. You hear him say all the time in the, in, 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 in the, in the church that blessings delayed is not blessings denied. He's just holding on for it and getting you ready, preparing you for that great day. God calls Abraham and tells him that he's going to bring him to a land that he know not of. He didn't have no GPS. Amen. He didn't have, amen, a special thing that he had been told that where he was going, he said, just go. And Abraham went out on faith because God told him to go. He didn't let his father or his friends or his family members or nobody hold him back. He walked out on faith because God had called him. God had gave him a word that he was going to bless him. God wanted to use him that all nations through his seed would be blessed. Isn't that wonderful to know that you can be a blessing to a nation of people? You can be a blessing only because you believed and trusted in God. Abraham walked out by faith. 
The Bible says that Lot and his family went with him, traveling to a destination that they knew not of. That's the faith that God wants us to have in him. Amen. Knowing, not knowing what tomorrow holds, long as you know that tomorrow God holds in his hand. And if God holds tomorrow in his hand, amen, you can trust him for tomorrow. The Bible says that it came to pass that God tempted, which means God tried Abraham, tried his love for him, tried his faithfulness toward him. You know, there are some things that God could ask us for that we don't mind doing. We have no problem with it in giving certain things to God. We don't have a problem with giving up certain things because of God. But there come a time in our life that God will ask us for the most precious thing in our lives. Abraham had waited all of his life for a son. Waited on God because God gave him a word. Waited on God because God had promised it. And after Abraham had got a hundred years old and Sarah was 90, God sent the word to him that the time next year, Abraham, your wife Sarah will be with child. At 90 she was. Well past Childbearing age for a woman. At a hundred, when a man's sperms and things have gotten weak, he said, I'm going to bless you. Your wife will be with child by this time next year. The Bible said when the word came to God, I mean, when the word sent, sent to Abraham by God, the Bible said that Sarah was in the tent, and she heard what was told to Abraham, and she laughed. And the angel asked Abraham, why did your wife Sarah, why did she laugh? Why did she smirk at the word I gave you concerning the promised seed? Sarah said, I laugh not. She only laughed within. And so it let us know that God knows our innermost secret parts of our hearts. When Sarah laughed in her heart, God still heard her. That's why we got to give our heart to God and give our hand to the preacher. Because only God knows our heart. Only God can mend a broken heart. Only God can encourage, amen, a heart to go on to see what the end's going to be. After all of this time, God blesses Abraham and Sarah with a child that they named Isaac, which means laughter. Named him after what she did in the tent because she didn't believe that God would honor his word. And so for her to always be reminded that God will always come true, she named her son Laughter, called him Isaac, so that every time she looked at him, she remembered what God did. Every time she fed him, she remembered what God did. Every time she dressed him and bathed him, 
she will remember what God did. Thank you, Lord. God will always remind us, amen, of what he did for us. When you get soulful and you get lazy, amen, and you stop reading your words, stop fasting and praying, stop coming to the services, stop coming to Bible study, God will do something in your life to make you remember what he done for you. Isaac, growing up, and Abraham playing with him and teaching him how to, how to sow and how to plant seeds and how to go out and, and take care of the, the cattle and the sheep, teaching him how to, to make clothing and, and how to go out and hunt, amen, and do all of these things, amen, that a father would teach his child during this time in the Middle East, amen. They formed a bond, the father and the son, Amen. They was close. They was connected together. They was bonded together. Amen. And every time that Abraham looked upon him, amen, he, he, he pat himself on the back, amen, being proud to know that he had his promised seed. Amen. Promised seed God gave to him from a word he had received, amen, over 70 years. Amen. But now God, amen, had brought his word to pass. Abraham had bounded with this child, looking at him grow up. Amen. Till the day came that God called Abraham. Amen. Not knowing what God wanted with him. Amen. He said, here am I, Lord. What is it that you have for me to do? That's something how when God bless you, you're willing and you're ready to, to move upon anything that God says. Amen. The Bible said that we should be slow to speak. Quick to hear and slow to wrath. Abraham woke up out of, a, out of a, a deep sleep when God called him and said, Lord, here I am. What's going on, Lord? What you need for me to do this for you today? He said, give me your son. Your only begotten son. I want Isaac. Lord, have mercy. Something that he's waited for all his life. Thank you, Lord. Now you're telling me to give him as a burnt offering? Now you want me to kill him? It goes into what Malachi says. When you give, it'll be given back to you. Don't rob God for what he asks of you. He said that from the time of the fathers, they have left my ordinances. They have walked away from my word. The ordinance of God is his word. Abraham got up early the next morning. And he began to get things in order. Because God had called for him again. Now, you have to understand the faith that Abraham is expressing here. Because to offer him up as a burnt sacrifice means that Isaac must die. He got to die. He got to be placed upon an altar and offered up to God as a burnt sacrifice. But even in knowing this, 
Abraham still trusted God. How much are you willing to trust God with what he didn't give to you? God gave him his son. And now God is asking him to give him back to me. How much are you willing to give back to God with what he has blessed you with? We're talking about the sacrifices of giving. What are you willing to sacrifice to give back to God for all that he done done for you? That's the thing that we need to ask ourselves today. What are we willing to give back to God for all that he has given to us? He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, the one you love the most, and get thee to Mount Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. I want you to go out to Mount Moriah. There's some other mountains that's connected to it. And I'm going to tell you which one I want you to bring him to offer him up to me as a sacrifice. And the Bible says Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he claimed to the wood for a burnt offering. And rose up and went to the place which God had told him to go. I wonder how we've been going to the places that God has told us to go. We announce every Sunday about the mission. And God has told us to go and see about the sick and the shut in. He told us to feed the hungry. He told us to, to visit those that are in prison. And the question comes back, say, Lord, where have we seen thee in need of all these things? And he's come back and said, whenever you have done to the least of these, my brethren, you have also done it unto me. Where have God told you to go that you failed to go? The Bible says, Abraham rose up early in the morning and took care of all his things that he would go on this journey where God told him to go. And the Bible said that it was on the third day. Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. And Abraham said unto the young men, Stand here. Abide here with the asses while me and the lamb go and worship. Now he, he knows what God told him to offer him up as a sacrifice. I want you to understand what's going on here. Check this out. Hear me well. God said, give him to me as a burnt sacrifice. But Abraham saying that he's going to do what? Worship. So it's in our sacrifice of what we give is how we worship God. This is where our worship comes from. 
It's what we're willing to sacrifice to God is what we worship. You don't have to be in a church setting to worship God. You don't have to be singing those songs to worship God. We worship God the best way is in our giving. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. God does not accept anything. He only accepts our best. It may not be your best with people, but when you give God your best, God says, I will accept it. You remember the story about Cain and Abel? The Bible said came a time that Cain brought an offering unto God. And he brought from, to God something from his field because he was a farmer. And what he brought to God was not the best. And so the Bible said God rejected Cain's offering. And Abel came and brought the firstling of his flock. And the Bible said that God accepted Abel's offering because he gave him the first. He gave him the best of what he had. And so when he did this, Cain got upset. And so God tells Cain, he said, look, if you had not given me the best of what you had, would not have I accepted it? He said, but since you didn't, sin lied at your door. You have to understand that when you don't give God your best or give him what he asked you for, you're in sin. God said, give me a tip, and some people have given him a tip. And they want God to accept it, but God is not accepting your tip. The preacher might take your tip. He might take up your offering. The, the deacons might take up your offering, but God is not accepting it to bless it. And you find people like Cain that got that Cain attitude, got that Cain spirit. Because you're giving God your best and God is blessing you and God is opening up doors for you, they got the nerve to want to get upset with you because you're giving God what God is asking you for. Amen. And as Cain killed his brother Abel, you find those type of pe people in the church got them Cain attitude. They want to try and kill your reputation. They want to try and kill your worship and talk about you and drag your name through the dirt because you're giving God what God asked you for. And God is blessing you. God is opening up doors for you. God is changing things and rearranging things in your life. Abraham tells the people, the young men that he took with him on the journey, I want you to abide here with the ass while I go and worship. So it lets me know that sometimes there's some people you're going to have to leave behind when you go to worship. Because there's some people will hold you back or tell you that it don't take all of that, dancing around and clapping and, and crying and all of this. It don't take all of that. And so some of those people who can't stand to see how you worship and give yourself to God, you have to leave them behind, baby, that you would give God your best worship. He left them. Although he took them with him, when it was time for worship, he left them behind. It's okay to be around people. 
All people is made by God. It's okay to be, be with people. But when it's time for God, baby, you got to separate yourself when you want to give yourself to God. Because you find people is a hindrance sometimes to you. They're a hindrance to your worship. They'd be a hindrance to your giving. Amen, somebody. And so Abraham left those people who he took with him. He left them behind and said, while well, me and the lad go yonder and worship. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac. And he took the fire. And since Isaac was trained about worship, was trained about giving offerings and making sacrifice, he asked his father, he said, look, we got the fire and we got wood. But father, where is, where is the, the, the lamb for the burnt offering? Now, now check this out. Check this out. Now, this is a lad. This is a kid. This is a young kid. But he knew what it took to give to God for an offering. He didn't say where was the goat. He didn't say where was the, the, the pig or the hog. He said, well, where is the lamb? You, look, you got to train your children in what to give to God so that God can bless them. God holds us responsible to tell our children how to be a blessing to God, that God would be a blessing back unto you. Because when you bless God, God would bless you right back. Yes, he will. You can't beat him giving no matter how hard you try. Luke said when you give, he'll give back unto you good measure. Press down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. Learn how to give God your best so that God could bless you beyond measures. The Bible said that when he took, Abraham, took, took Isaac, when Abraham took Isaac up to the mountain, laid him upon the wood, amen, set the wood on fire. And as he was about to take Isaac's life, as he raised the knife to kill him, the Bible said that another word came from God. Called Abraham once again. It's good when you know the voice of God. You got to know when God is talking to you. The Bible said that there's many spirits that went out that have gone out into the world. Therefore, you got to try the spirit by the spirit of God and see whether it be the spirit of God that's speaking to you. Because there's many spirits that were speaking to your ears. So you got to know when God is talking to you. You got to know the voice of God. And to know the voice of God is to know the word of God. He called for Abraham a second time. And Abraham answered and said, Lord, here am I. He said, touch not your son. He said, do him no harm. Don't touch him. Don't kill him. He said, for now I know. For now I know. Isn't that something? After he had called him, after Abraham had walked with God through the wilderness and got to this point in time in his life that God is saying, now I know that you love his me more than you love your son Isaac. You got, to, you got to have the love for God much more than you have love for money, much more than you have love for clothes or, or some, some woman or some man. 
You have to show God that he's first in your life. And when you make God first in your life, he'll make you a priority in his. He said, now I know. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Now I know. Now I know. After all the time you didn't walk with me, I know now where your priorities lead. Some people got their priorities all mixed up. They're majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. Priorities all messed up. Amen. Put a football game before God. Thank you, Lord. Put an outing before God's worship. We got to put God first in our life because he's not going to settle for anything else but being first. Thank you, Lord. As he raised his hands to offer him up Isaac, God called for him. As he stretched forth his hand, he called for him and told him, stay your hand. Don't slay your son. The angel told him, said, now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld your son, your only son from me. Sometimes God will ask you for all you have. Sometimes people will have $10 and would put up five and keep five. Or have two and give God one. And keep one. But Abraham was given everything he had. Do you realize that nothing meant more to him than his son? All the cattle he had possessed didn't mean more to him than his son. All the sheep and the goats and the land and the property, the clothes, the little buggies that they had, whatever they had to travel in meant nothing to him more than his son. And God's saying that. That, that now I know that you would not withhold the best thing you have from me. He said, now I'm going to bless you. He said, in blessing, I will bless thee. As you can count the sand upon the seashore, so shall your seed be. He said, all nations going to be blessed. Because of your faithfulness toward me. Abraham went and took the ram that was left there, stuck in the, in the, in the, in the bushes, and offered the ram up as a sacrifice. And God told him, said he was going to bless him beyond measures. And that all nations shall be blessed in your seed. And your seed shall possess the gate of your enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. The sacrifice of giving. We can't be God-given no matter how hard we try. I don't care what you give God. God always has more to give back to you. I don't care what you do for him. He always has something better to do for you. He'll place you in the hearts of people. He'll open doors for you that you never knew that could open for you. 
He'll make a way for you that you didn't think a way could be made. This is what God would do when we obey the voice of God. Obeying the voice of God is to obey the word of God. Because his voice is his word and his word is his voice. And because Abraham believed and trusted in him that much, not to withhold his only son, the son that he waited for all his life, the son that he, he took time with to teach, time he played, the son that he played with, the son he took time to teach him how to hunt, how to fish, and how to go out and how to come back in, this same son that he waited on and, and had bonded with, when God asked him, he didn't withhold the best thing that he had. He was willing to give it to God. And it touched God so much that he told him, say, that his seed will be a blessing to all the earth. All nations shall be blessed in his seed. And we that are here today are blessing from Abraham because he obeyed the voice of God. Because down through the years and, and descendants from him came Jesus Christ, who sacrificed his life, who gave his life, his only, God only begotten son, gave his life for you and I. And that's how we got here, because of the obedience of God, son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible said that when, God, when Jesus came up out of the water for being baptized in the Jordan by John, the Bible said a voice came down from heaven saying, this is my only Begotten Son in, who, in Him, whom I'm well pleased. You can please God if you're willing to obey His voice. If you're willing to trust Him for His word's sake, He said, "In blessing, I will bless thee; and in multiplying, I will multiply thee. As the sands is upon the seashore, so shall thy seed be. God will bless you beyond measures if you trust Him." Now, you have to remember and look at the story concerning Abraham, how long it took him for God to bring his word to pass. But the good thing about that, that I see, the longer he waited, the more he was going to live. The longer he waited, the longer his life was going to be. Because if he wasn't going to die before God brought his word to pass. So don't, don't think that you got too old. Don't think that you're getting past your time. Or like some people like to say in the church world, you know, your season and pass you. Season comes and season goes. Every time one leaves, another one comes until you get back to the one that left you before. There's not a year that comes that we don't have winter, spring, summer, and fall. They come every year. So I don't want you to ever believe that you missed out on your season. If you fail to give God your best before, you got a chance to do it again. You got another chance to get it right with God. He gave that Cain another chance, but Cain got too angry. Don't you have that Cain spirit? God has given us another chance to get it right. Sacrifices of giving. Amen. Thank God for your thanks. Thank God for the word. Amen. Just be obedient to the word of God. And trust him. Trust him for his word's sake. Amen. And you see his work come to pass in your life. Amen. Let us stand as we're about to be dismissed.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.